Welcome to the Magic in Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Biltz. I am an intuitive business coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs who want to learn nervous system and strategy for six figures and beyond. I'm a boy mom to two boys. I curse like a sailor. I'm a headstrong Aries and projector in human design, and I've built two successful online businesses in the past seven years helping women just like you. I am so excited you're here, so let's dive in. Welcome to the Magic in Your Business podcast, and welcome to this week's episode where we're going to talk about your self-concept, your subconscious identity, aka the way you see yourself. So if you've been following me for any amount of time, you've been in my world for any amount of time, you know that this is something I talk about a lot. And I've definitely been talking about it a lot lately because of the masterclass coming up next week called Unshakable, which I'll talk about at the end. Um, but it's something I've always talked about. It's a key pillar in the holistic business process that I walk my clients through. The first pillar, or rather the second pillar of the process, is helping you step into the self-concept that's going to create the results that you want. So I'm going to assume for the purposes of this episode that you don't know a lot about that. And you may, you may be like an NLP and understand identity work and understand subconscious identity. But in case you don't, I'm going to give you like a really quick explanation of what this is. And then I'm going to talk about how to make identity work actually work for you and not feel like another thing you have to do that feels like a struggle and why I no longer resonate with the the concept of reprogramming your subconscious mind. Okay, I'm gonna get into that in a second. So there is something called layers of change in the mind. And basically it's, I, I've had a graph I would show you. If you're on my email list, I'm sending out an email today actually that has the graph so you can actually see it. So jump on my email list. I send very helpful educational emails. But anyway, the layers of change in the mind show how humans actually create change in their life, in their external reality. And what most people do, most business coaches teach is that that is that if you want a certain result in your business, you just need to change your behavior, right? Makes sense. You want to have 5K months, go do X, Y, Z. And they really have you go do certain actions to create that result. And sometimes that can work, but it will only work to a certain point because we can never create results greater than our own self-concept. And that's because we will always rise and fall to the way we internally see ourselves, So a really good example of this would be weight loss or even lottery winners are a good example of this too. But let's go with, um, let's go with lottery winners. Let's do that. We'll go with lottery winners. So there's a reason why so many people who win the lottery end up losing it all. It's because their self-conscious, their subconscious identity, which is the way they see themselves and the way they think others see them is that they make a certain amount of money. So if they see themselves as the kind of person who, let's say, makes $50,000 a year, then when they go win $10 million in the lottery, it absolutely blows through their self-concept. It doesn't align with how they see themselves. And so what they do, and this isn't happening consciously, it's happening subconsciously, is they push away that money. They find ways to get it stolen. Like there's so many crazy stories, right? It gets stolen. They spend it all. They give it away to friends. Um, They invest poorly. They make poor decisions. They buy a big mansion they can't afford. I actually worked, when I was a speech therapist, I worked in the skilled nursing facilities. And one of the women I took care of in the nursing home um, was a fabulous woman. (laughs) 
grouchy as all hell, but very, very funny. Anyway, I looked at her wall one day and I'm like, oh my gosh, Carol, we'll call her Carol for now. I was like, Carol, is this a picture of you in the newspaper winning the lottery? And she was like, oh yeah, I won a million dollars in the lottery back in, I don't know what year it was, 1997 or something. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You won a million dollars in the lottery. And sure enough, like there was a picture of her on the wall winning a million dollars in the lottery. And she's a perfect example of this self-concept work because this was a woman who was in a very, very, very low income skilled nursing facility. I didn't work in a very nice, (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest. I worked in the downtown Cincinnati area at the time. And it was definitely low SES, low income kind of nursing home. And she had gone bankrupt since then and had absolutely nothing to show for that million dollars. And in fact, she was worse off after because she spent it all, bought a big home she couldn't afford, and then had to file bankruptcy. So her life kind of went in a plummet direction after that. And that was many years before, right? It didn't cause her to go in the nursing home. She was in the nursing home because she was an older lady and she smoked like 10 packs a day. But neither here nor there. Her self-concept, her identity was, I'm not somebody who has a million dollars. So within, I think it was like two years, she was filing bankruptcy. And we see this all the time with lottery winners. It's because their subconscious self-concept isn't in alignment with that kind of money. Additionally, and I'm not going to get into this on this episode, but there is a nervous system piece here. I mean, that's a lot of sensation for your nervous system to handle. And if you don't have somebody to guide you through that, which most lottery winners don't, it's going to be a lot, right? I always tell my husband, like if we, we don't play the lottery, but if we ever won for whatever reason, the first thing I'm going to do is hire somebody who's an expert in helping me navigate the nervous system reaction that I'm going to have to that kind of thing and help me make sure that my self-concept is on board with that result. So I share this with you because so many of you are like I used to be. You know, I was stuck in my first business at 60K a year for about two years and it didn't matter how hard I worked. I was the girl who was up at 5 a.m. hustling my ass off. My son would wake up. I would take care of him, work during nap time. He'd wake up, take care of him again. He'd go to bed and I was on calls all night. My husband never got to spend time with me. I worked every holiday. I worked all weekend long. I remember I hired my first business coach when this was going on because I was like, I'm so done being at 60K a year. Like, I don't understand how I could be the hardest worker I know and still be stuck. And so I hired my first business coach and I remember getting on a call with him and he's like, so, you know, let me know what your work schedule's like. Tell me about that. And I was like, what do you mean? I, I work all the time. Like, I didn't even understand the question because it had become such a norm for me to work seven days a week nonstop. So when he asked me when I wasn't working, I genuinely didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't think you understand. I don't have days off. I don't not work. Now that's kind of a topic for another day because I was like the ultimate hustlepreneur, right? I was completely driven by trauma drive, which I have an episode on that. But the other reason I was stuck at 60K was because my self-concept was that that's how much I made. Even working as a speech therapist, my income typically hovered around 60, 70K. So that's where my identity tended to just stay, right? It just kind of like stuck there. And I I didn't understand what I teach in my podcast or in my 
courses or in my programs with my clients. I didn't understand any of this. I wasn't trained in NLP and I did what every business coach teaches. I do more, right? Like everybody was just saying, do more, do more, do more. And I was like, okay, all right. If I want to earn more, I got to do more. If I want to create better results, I got to do more. I got to take more action. Like there must be some strategy I need to do and I must need to hustle more. And it was a recipe for disaster. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching what I teach now, because no mom and no woman should have to work as hard as I worked just to make her business sustainable, let alone go to the next level. It's ridiculous. So when I finally learned, and it wasn't from this coach because this coach didn't understand what I'm teaching you either. So he was like, okay, go, go do more. Right. That was, yeah, that was not, that was not good advice, but eventually found my way to a coach who could actually help me. And I learned what I'm learning now or what I'm telling you now. And when I, understood how to shift my self-concept, I went from being stuck at 60K a year to the next year being at about $110,000 for that year while working. This was the coolest part. I was working half as much. I didn't work holidays. I didn't work weekends. I didn't work Fridays. And on the days I did work, I never worked more than two to four hours a day, depending on the day of the week, to be honest. But my work week never went over 20 hours. I stopped doing calls all the time in the evening. Like I just started making money more effortlessly and creating results more effortlessly because of who I was being. I let the who inform the how, right? I stopped trying to do more to create more results and I shifted who I was being. Now, that is why this is so important. And, And this is why if you're at any sort of plateau, we don't wanna start with just the actions. We wanna go to the self concept and the nervous system first and then let that inform the action. Now here's the caveats. This is what I want to share with you in this episode of why maybe you've done some of this work. You're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've done all the personal development. I've done the like subconscious work. I've done hypnosis. I've done subconscious reprogramming to shift my identity and it's not working. And maybe you haven't done any of that, in which case, awesome. You have a clean slate, (laughs) right? But if you've done all that and you're like, it's not working, here is the difference. Here's the game changer. I did all of that stuff, but then an interesting thing happened. My results did increase, right? My income did increase. And I had two really, really good back-to-back years of over six figures while working a fuck ton less. But then a really interesting thing happened. I hit another plateau and this time I couldn't seem to shift my identity out of it. I thought, okay, well, I'm at a plateau. I just need to do the identity work, right? I just need to do what I did last time and shift who I'm being and shift my self-concept and then I'll create different results. And it wasn't working. And now I know why, and this is what I help my clients with. But the reason it wasn't working the second time that I really started to implement it again was because I was working from a place of insufficiency within myself. I was working from the belief that I needed to quote unquote reprogram my subconscious identity. If you do identity work or self-concept work without a solid foundation of intrinsic wholeness, without a solid foundation of I am whole, I am enough, I am sufficient, it will not work and you will feel like you are abusing yourself. You will feel like you are trying so hard to change who you are so that then you can create what you want. And that is a problem. Identity work is amazing, 
but it is not going to work if you're using it as a way to abuse yourself because you don't feel like you're enough. And identity work will not work if you're using it because you think it's what you have to do to be good enough to create what you want. And I do not resonate anymore with the concept of like, oh, your subconscious identity is subconscious, right? So we've got to go in and we've got to do all this inner subconscious work to shift it and fix you, right? Like it almost leads to this idea that there's something wrong with you. And that's kind of the seed that was planted years ago when I learned all this was, oh, and a lot of people start to unconsciously think this way is like, oh, there's just something wrong with me. If I just go in and reprogram, if I shift my subconscious identity and I reprogram my subconscious beliefs and my subconscious thoughts, then I'll create what I want. And the reason that doesn't work is because you're literally doing that because you think something is wrong with you. You're doing that because you think you're not good enough or you're trying to fix something and it will never work. Instead of doing con- like identity work because you're not good enough, you've got to do it because you know you're good enough. And you actually really fucking like who you are. And you know, I don't need to change who I am. This isn't about becoming somebody else. This isn't about fake it till you make it. Not at all. This is about giving yourself permission to actually turn up the volume on the parts of you that up until now you have dimmed your light on. It's giving yourself permission to be who you actually want to be instead of pretending that you're not that or not allowing yourself to be that. Instead of trying all the time to be who you think you need to be, it's like, no, I'm already sufficient. I'm already enough. I don't need to become somebody else. I just need to play full out on the parts of me that I've been suppressing and denying. That's why having significance within yourself is so important. And I truly think if you want to have a business that's sustainable, it has to be built on a solid foundation of self-sufficiency. To me, self-sufficiency means that you're sufficient unto yourself, right? Like you value yourself. You love yourself. You accept yourself. And it also, you know, there is a piece here where the emotional work comes in too because how we relate to our emotions says a lot about how we relate to ourselves. If you still feel certain emotions and label them as bad or wrong or low vibe or less than, that's probably what you do to certain parts of you. I've talked in different episodes about parts work. So I'm not going to go into that right now because I don't want this episode to go everywhere. But it's kind of the same concept. Like there are parts of you that you up until now have shut down and denied and avoided. Same thing with your emotions. If you won't let yourself feel sad because you think it's wrong or bad or low vibe or you're not going to create results if you feel sad... That is going to extremely limit the results you can create in your business. Because guess what? You want to have bigger results? You're going to feel sad sometimes. You're going to take bigger risks. You're going to take bigger, take on bigger challenges. You're going to have bigger refund requests. You're going to have more people disappointed because you're growing a business with more people. So your ability to feel the full 
spectrum of emotions quite literally translates into your business growing more. And people don't understand that. They think emotions are just like, ah, whatever, don't need them. If you're not willing to feel the feelings that come with more people in your offer, which means more refund requests, more people being disappointed, more people loving it, more people praising you, more people share all of those sensations in your body. If you can't be with that, you're not going to want to create it because that is going to be too scary. And the women I work with are have learned throughout their life to shut down their emotions, to completely numb out, to stop feeling their feelings. And that's why they go into overdrive. They go into hustle. They go into taking action. Everything has to come down though to your level of self-sufficiency and your self-concept. But you can't build a solid self-concept. You can't build a solid identity without self-sufficiency because if you do you'll do it from a place of I'm not good enough you'll build a whole alter ego a whole self-concept based on this feeling of I'm only doing this because I just don't think I'm good enough versus doing this I'm doing this I'm stepping into this identity I'm choosing this identity because I'm fucking amazing and I love myself and I can And that's when it stops feeling like you're trying to change who you are. And you're like, no, I'm not trying to change who I am. I'm just choosing the alter ego I want to wear for this moment of this day. Choosing the identity I want to embody right now. So I'm going to wrap this up because we're at 17 minutes and I have my mastermind call and I need to get on that in a minute. But I hope, I hope this is clicking and making sense. Like there's so many pieces and that's why I do this work with my clients because it's kind of hard to convey and really like obviously create massive shifts in a 17 minute podcast. But if you get nothing else from this, I want you to just consider it, it, Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, coming back. It's like the curious paradox. When I accept myself as I am, then I can change. And what many people do with identity work is they try to change and then they say they'll accept themselves. So like, I'm going to go change my identity then I'm going to do all this inner work so then I can change. I can fix myself. I can be better, whatever the fuck it is. And then I'll accept myself. And what I'm telling you is it has to be the opposite. You must accept yourself now and then you can change. But it's so interesting because you're not actually changing. You're just becoming who you always really were. Make sense? So if you want to do this work deeper, I have two things for you right now. Number one, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I have a masterclass I'm hosting next week. It's a one-hour masterclass next Wednesday, I believe. I should probably know the exact date. Um, Yes, next Wednesday, November 15th, if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out, called Unshakable. Click the link in the show notes, RSVP. This is going to change your life and help you implement what I'm teaching here in an even more tangible way. So join the masterclass below. Second way that I can assist you in this process is, of course, working with me inside the Holistic Business Mastermind. This is where we take the holistic business process with the nervous system work and the emotional work, the identity work, and then the strategy to help you learn how to make your first or your next 100K online and make it with 100% certainty. Like making 100K in your business is just a choice. It's just a choice. It's a decision. 
And so we make the decision and then we master those three pillars to help you get there with greater and greater ease and in less and less time, right? It certainly took me way less time to make my third 100K than it did my first and then my fourth 100K than it did my first, right? Every single 100K you make, it gets easier and easier and easier because you master the actual skill sets of business. And that's what I play in. I don't fuck with things that don't actually create results in your business and busy work. I don't, I don't have time for it. I'm not interested in it. Like that's not me. I'm not the coach for you. (laughs) If you want to learn skill sets, meaning you want to learn how to actually grow your audience in a consistent, reliable way. You want to understand how to do content events that convert, how to grow your email list and have a sales process that works for you, how to nail your messaging and increase demand for your offer. Those are the skill sets of an entrepreneur and think like an entrepreneur, handle your money like an entrepreneur. Those are all things we do in the mastermind. So I'm going to stop going because I could talk forever. But if you want to learn more about the mastermind and apply, you can click the link in the show notes and I would be happy to set up a call to chat one-on-one and make sure it's the perfect fit. All right. I love you. I'll catch you in the next episode.